Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Oh my God, bitch. I gotta be honest. I'm a little fired up right now. Um, whew, I feel sick. I was having a conversation with a friend and I wish I could tell you all the details and maybe I'll have her. I'm definitely going to have her on because I think she has really important things to provide to us, especially regarding like... Things like internal misogyny, OnlyFans, and other stuff. But um, she's having, I don't even know what to call it. Something so unfortunate happening within her family at the moment. And first of all, I feel really, really honored that she even feels comfortable telling me these things. That she feels like it's a safe space. So of course I'm going to keep it you know, keep it safe and not share details and especially on like who it is and whatever, but just like, oh God. So anyway, you know, when you're talking to a friend and you're like, you get out, not get out a lot of emotion, but just like it, it brings up a lot of feelings, the ugly feelings that you don't always want to feel all the time. And it's not that it's triggering in a negative way. It, it almost was like a sense of like, you know what? I needed this reminder. (laughs) Anyway, I'm like basically speaking in code and I wish I could tell you everything and eventually I'm sure we will. But anyway, um, how are you? Happy Wednesday. Today is Tuesday that I'm recording. It's the day before. Um, I think I told you this in the last episode. I will go back to doing video, but I just think it's better to have video when I have a guest or when I have something. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's a podcast for a reason, although I do think video is like really important to podcasts, but not for everything. Like if I had a co-host or like a fun producer or something or having an interview, that's when we'll do video. Anyway, what do I have here? I'm all worked up. (laughs) I have a seltzer, a plain one from Trader Joe's. Hold on. My mouth is like, I need a new port. Like my mouth is literally dry. (laughs) Um, and I also have an Alani. Is it Alani new? Why did I call it Alani new? An Alani, I don't know why I was always calling it Alani New. Oh yeah, because Alani Nutrition, okay, that's why. I have an Alani coffee. It's my last one from that um, PR set that they sent me. Maple donut, I wanna get more though. Because it really is great, like while you're, I mean, it's a little expensive, but if you're, I don't drink them all the time for that reason. If you're a little bit busy, it's cheaper than grabbing a Starbucks, bitch. I can't even tell you how much I spent on Starbucks in the last two weeks. <laughs> oh my God. So for 2023, I wanted to get out more. Um, Most of, um, was I inside during the pandemic? Okay. The first year I got share. I'm going to tell you what we're talking about today, but anyway, just like we'll do, I want to do personal updates. The first year I got Cher, I spent a lot of time with her. One, because I was, I had never experienced, I've had dogs with my mom in the past, but as an adult living on my own, I never experienced having a pet and I knew that I would, and we'll get into this in a different episode. I knew that I would love her, obviously, like, you know, I'm not a fucking animal, but I didn't know it would feel the way that it felt. And I immediately felt like, oh, I want to do the best that I can do, which is rare for me. (laughs) I'm one of those people that thinks I can do everything and achieve it. It's like very blind confidence. It's like I live in delusion. Like 
totally fucking delusional. I think there's so many things that I could do easily. Like, and I'll you if in real life you'll hear hear me in conversation if something comes up or if somebody doubts me or something. I'm like, I could do that. I could fucking do that. And that's what I was thinking before I got Cher. I'm like, we could do this. Then when I got her and she was a little puppy in my hands, I was like, oh my god, this fragile little being. But I even I hid her for a month from like social media and stuff. I wish I would have jumped on TikTok just to document every little thing. I wish I have videos in my phone, but you know what I mean? I wish I did do that. But I was so nervous and protective that I didn't tell anyone for a month. Only like close family friends knew. Didn't post about it. I was so fucking scared. And then the whole year I was kind of like, I wouldn't say scared, but I was very stressed about raising her and being with her often that I didn't really go anywhere. Like I stayed in the house with her a lot because I was very overly anxious about doing a good job. Like I really, really, really wanted to do a good job. And then in 2022, we moved. So <laughs> so I was dealing with like a move and readjusting and other shit. So I kind of went out a little bit, but not a lot. But 2023, I'm like, okay, everything is settled. Let me get back outside, right? Like, let me get back outside start doing, I also think I experienced a little bit of like burnout in 2022. Not burnout because I, oh my God, so busy. No, I'm not saying I have a hard life, but I think just like within connections with people and yeah, just maybe just like emotional burnout. I'm not sure. I haven't identified it yet, but I feel like I'm in a place where I can be outside more, socialize better and start doing that again because I am a social person. I'm not really introverted. I don't think. I think that there's times when I'm quiet because I know the rooms that I'm in (laughs) and some things are just, it's better to not even engage. But I am pretty much like, I think I'm extroverted. I love to talk, obviously, right? You can't get me to shut the fuck up. Um... So anyway, I've been outside more. And what does that mean? A Starbucks. Because if there's one thing about me, as soon as I get outside, I needed a little treat. I need to have a beverage always. And I know all of you feel the same way. You probably have a beverage right now. (laughs) You probably do. I tried that fuck. I told you I tried that fucking latte from Starbucks, the pistachio. And I just can't stop. It's so good. I spent so much going to fucking Starbucks and shit. Oh my God. So anyway, it's so expensive. The prices went up. It's so expensive. I get like a fucking $8 latte. So anyway, I'm going to cut that out (laughs) and go back to just home coffees, ordering the cold brew. And if I leave the house, I will bring it with me because there's no reason an $8 latte is necessary. All right. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Today, we're going to talk about unpopular opinions. And I asked for yours because there's no fucking way I'm just giving you mine. You think you're going to crucify me? No, that's a setup. And also, which one of you who's, which one of you is it who said to do unpopular opinions? You're trying to set me up. You're trying to get me canceled. I'm on to you. So what we're going to do is read your unpopular opinions first and I will react to them and then I will tell you mine. Some of them align though. Some of them I agree with. So they might be repetitive. Some of you said things that were on my list and I probably forgot some stuff. What else did I do? Yeah, so I'm going to go over hot topics first, then we'll get into the unpopular opinions. I might get cut off again because I'm pretty sure he's on his way home. Let me check. Because I'm late. I was so blah. Hold on. 
if you call I'm recording I was so blah that it took me forever to get on the mic which is like I guess I wish I was you know I think if I had a co-host the thing is I have to talk I have to talk in real life to get myself going and when you work alone or work from home or you know everybody else is at work like it's not that easy to engage in conversation <laughs> so I had to like drink coffee and get myself together it just took so long to get wound up <laughs> I texted him and I said if you call I'm recording he said I'm recording also so whatever <laughs> he fucking hates when I don't like we took it's sweet I know it's sweet we talk the same time every day he calls me the same times every day I know exactly when the fuck he's gonna call and he'll tell me about his day. So I think when I miss it, he gets a little bit disappointed. Mind you, we fucking live together. Like, I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> it's sweet, though. I know, I know. Okay, so, yeah, it took me a while to, like, wind up. So I'm kind of late. I would usually have this done already. I don't mean to, like, run into my schedule and uh, scramble it. But, you know, you know how it is. What did I do this weekend? Oh, I went to a lovely restaurant on Friday. It's called Daniel's Berry Bougie. Berry Bougie. Um, we often go to restaurants like this, and that's not a flex. I'm not the one paying for it. There's no flex here, babe. It just happens to be what happens. And this, usually I'm not a huge fan of the Michelin restaurants, and I know what this sounds like, okay? But let me just tell you my fucking experience. It's my podcast. Unpopular opinion, I'm not the biggest fan of Michelin star restaurants. I just find that I look at going out to eat as an experience and I don't take it for granted. I really enjoy the moments where I get to sit with someone and we get to eat together. I don't really have my phone out. I'm not one of those people I fucking hate eating at a table and somebody has their phone out. It just bothers me. Like I'd rather, you know, be engaged and talk about stuff. And... I find that at Michelin restaurants, the vibe is like a little too fucking, what's that word? Oh, it's slipping my mind right now. What's that word? You're probably screaming it at me. Pretentious. A little too pretentious. And we know I'm from Staten Island. (laughs) Oh my God. So anyway, the food was great. I actually had a great time. Service was great. The service is usually great at a Michelin though. Just because that's what you pay for, really, besides the extravagant food. Um, They're up your ass to make sure you have everything you need. You will never go without water. You don't need to wait for the waiter. Like, it really, you really, really do pay for the service as well. And they do a great job. So this is no reflection on, it was called Daniel NYC. There's no reflection on Daniel's restaurant. But when I went to the bathroom, there were two ladies in there who were giving me fucking dirty looks, bitch. Like, I didn't fucking belong. Oh, yeah. I had to think, oh my God. So I'm, I'm not a fighter. I'm not, I don't get in, I don't get scrappy or anything like that because no one's touching this face. Okay. I don't do all that, but I, I, I am a double fire sign (laughs) and I'm sure you could tell. And if you know me in real life, just don't fucking try me. Okay. My temper stays cool, calm and collected because I swallow it. Because I'm the type where just don't even, don't even take it there with me. I don't have an in-between. I'm either cool and calm or I'm not. So don't even go there. 
don't, don't. And it takes, it took years of inner work to get myself here, right? And I've experienced this at these Michelin places before when you look a certain way. So what did I wear? Oh, I posted it. I wear like a sink skin top. They all, they look at everything. There's a huge difference between women who look like me and then the women who frequent these Michelin restaurants. And always it's a lot of stairs up and down, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I get it. Fake teak, fake, fake boobs. I understand. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I wear patterns where that's not really common. Like I get what's going on, but you're not going to fucking corner me in a bathroom. Oh my God, I'm getting, I'm getting worked up thinking about it. So I was in the bathroom and I was washing my hands and I noticed the stairs, almost like they wanted me to see it. And mind you, I don't have any, I don't go with designer bags on. You guys know me, okay? I don't like, I'm not that type of person. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't have like tons of designer and stuff like that. I just wear what I wear. Whether it's thrifted from Goodwill, given to me for free, or like I bought it somewhere. Like I just wear what I like. I don't really care about anything like that. But in places like this, sometimes you could be judged on what you wear, what you carry, and blah, blah, blah. So they were eyeballing me, bitch. I had to stand and take a second and think to myself, okay, what are the consequences? Let me think about the consequences. Let me think about the consequences. Like I really had to do that inner work for a second because mind you, I had already had a cocktail. Now, if you ever go to Daniel's, it's not one of the most expensive Michelin places, by the way. I think if you order certain things, the bill escalates, obviously like a very expensive bottle of wine, champagne or caviar, but you don't necessarily need to do that stuff. And a lot of people don't even like that stuff. But they have specials. Like I saw that on their website that they have a special for Valentine's Day. I really recommend. Like the place was so nice and everybody was so friendly besides the other guests. Fantastic. So I had a cocktail. I'm not a big drinker, but I had a cocktail. And usually I get a dirty martini. But when you go to certain places, sometimes it's best to order what they recommend because it's usually what they do best. Do you know what I mean? And not every place makes a good martini and I fucking can't take a bad martini. Like it just ruins everything. If they use a little bit too too much vermouth, they don't use enough olive brine. Like I'm a little too picky. So I just ordered their cock, their signature cocktail, which was like, I don't, bitch, I don't even know what it is now. Shit. It was beautiful though. <laughs> they had like rose petals in the in the ice cube that they put in the cocktail. The cocktail was so good and it was strong and it didn't even taste strong. So mind you, I already had this cocktail by the time I went to the fucking bathroom. Oh, I had to collect myself. So I took a deep breath and cool, calm and collected. I walked back to my table and kept it together because you're not going to make a fool out of me at this nice place. And that's not what we're here for. And everybody's having a good time. I'm not going to be the one to make a scene, but I wanted to, bitch. Oh my God. I fucking wanted to. I want to, I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to. I really did. <laughs> I had so many things I wanted to say. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to do so many things at that moment because I didn't like that feeling of like, you think you're better than me? <laughs> you think you're better than me? What was that? And I don't know if that, what does that say about me? I'm sure a therapist would say, um, I don't even know. I'm sure that reflects that I still have insecurities or whatever. I don't know. Don't care. 
but I wanted to say so many things, but I did keep it together. Okay. So I'm proud of myself. I kept it cool and calm, which I usually do. It's not like I, I mean, no, maybe I don't. (laughs) But if there's one thing, I don't get scrappy. I would never hit, like I don't hit or anything, but I do get like, I will, I'll read you down. I'll, I'll throw some insults. Okay. And I wanted to, but I didn't. I kept it together. But aside from that, Daniel's was great. Highly recommend. Um, if you have a birthday or something, save it for a special occasion. There's many restaurants that are fantastic that don't cost as much. It's not like a necessity. I'm definitely not like I need to go to the best restaurant. I don't do that. But we often go to um, places like this, like John George is another great one. I didn't love the modern. I'm not going to lie to you. The modern is great, but I didn't love it. I didn't love that one, even though it's like it was so incredibly fancy. Just wasn't for me. Sometimes they're not for me. And I feel like we often eat at these places, but it's not always for me. Like I am a diner girl. (laughs) I fucking love a diner. Okay. Sometimes we leave these Michelin places and um, it'll be like a seven course fucking thing and we go to Wendy's and shit okay that's the type of person I am but I I was impressed that it was actually really good the food was fantastic the service was great we were laughing and also my favorite thing is they usually give you a little treat for the next morning or for later and they did so they gave me every person at the table got these little bunt cakes everyone gave them to me because they knew I was going to eat that with the coffee (laughs) and I did I ate them all already Okay, what else did I do? Oh, I went to an estate sale. So, you know, I love to thrift. And now I'm since I'm redoing my room, um, it's going to take me forever because I'm sourcing pieces. But now whenever I have a free day or something, I will look up estate sales. I'll look up marketplace. I'll just look up estate sales and stuff to see if there's places I can go to. We found one. It was fantastic. Not every estate sale is good, but this one was good. This was a good one. It was a huge house and it was three levels of stuff. Just stuff. Like, I wouldn't say they were a hoarder. No, they were just, it it was a grandmother who was very old when she passed. So this was 93 years of her stuff. And there was personal items too. Me and my mom, I went with my mom and my sister. Me and my mom were like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) there's so many personal things. And I said, you don't want to keep that? Like I said it to the guy and he was like, no, we literally have so much that it's, which I understand, same, like even moving here, I tend to purchase less because when I moved here, I was like, I have so many things. It's like not necessary. It's way too much consumerism. I don't need that many things. So there was a lot of stuff I left behind at the estate sale that I wanted because I'm like, am I really going to use it? I want to say like, leave it for someone who will take it, who will really use it. Maybe they have a resale store or something like that because a lot of vintage store owners go to estate sales. It's like the best way to repurpose items. But I found great stuff. If you want to see it, I put it on my personal TikTok. Uh, my TikTok account is the same as my personal Instagram account, Tina Kosnick. And um, yeah, I shared everything I got. I love it. The estate sale is going on next weekend too. I might go back. I left something behind that I think I want to grab. It's a lamp. If it, I'm going to check if it's still there. The guy told me I can text him because he's having another... He's doing it again this weekend. And he was like, if you want it, just text me before the sale and I'll hold it for you. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I'll go get it. If I get it, I'll show it to you guys because it's, well, I don't know if you guys kind of, I don't know if you're into that. 
I'm totally into it. Like I know the good pieces. There was a little mouse I got. It's um an hors d'oeuvres pick. It's a little mouse and the picks were on top and it, it goes for like a charcuterie board. I, I took it because I'm like, I'm using this for martinis. I'll use it for charcuterie as well, but I was like, I want this for martinis. The guy gave it to me for free because he was like, that's this, this one's ridiculous. Like he walked, basically walked me around the house and um, I knew, bitch, I fucking know my shit. Okay. I knew that was valuable. He gave it to me for free, but he's dumb because it's valuable. It's from mid, it's mid-century modern barware. And they used to make these little, it was like a trend, these little wooden mouses and you put them with cheese plates and stuff or you use them with like fondue sets. It's a very cute. I got one of those. I got a full sewing kit, which I had a sewing kit in my Amazon cart. Okay. Think of it this way. Like if you're not, well, some people are into vintage. Some people aren't. I am. I love used things. I don't know why. And I had a sewing kit in my fucking Amazon cart because we have a little sewing kit, but you know, when you get a nick in your clothes or especially if you do buy vintage clothes, some of the seams will be a little bit loose. A button will come off. Oh, Cher's going crazy at the door again. It's probably a delivery. Um, you need a sewing kit. And, oh, there's like dogs barking up there. I don't know. So I had one in my Amazon cart. I didn't order it yet. I don't know why. You know how some shit just sits in your Amazon cart. So as I was sh- looking through this estate sale, I saw this full sewing kit. Perfect condition. Not dirty at all. It had dust on it, but that's it. Full of spools of... um thread and needles and like basically all all the stuff you need in a sewing kit. And I was like, holy shit, I have to take this. So I basically got it for $2 versus buying a tiny little bullshit share. Do you hear her? Mommy's working, mama. What? She wants to go OUT because she sees her boyfriend out there. You okay, honey? What happened? She has a boyfriend across the street, guys, okay? And she probably wants to go outside and play with him. And she's not going. Okay, anyway, (laughs) I had to kick her out because she's just going to sit in here and cry. No, mama. You have to see her little face looking at me. No, we're not going now. So I got the sewing. Anyway, I just had a great experience. And I'm probably going to be spending, it's probably going to be like, it's always a hobby, but I'm going to lean more into it because that's how I want to redecorate and do stuff. I don't I fucking hate ordering something that's new. It just pisses me off. So anyway, that's what I did since we spoke last. You can always tell me what you did, okay? DM me, comment, whatever. I love to hear from you guys. Let's talk about hot topics. Um, I know we don't just, I say this every episode now, right? I know we don't discuss politics and there's a reason for that. I want this to be a safe space of like, this is not a place where I'm being held responsible to platform anything specifically. No, this is a place where we're escaping how shitty the fucking earth is. Okay. We're here to escape the bullshits of life. This is not like, oh, we need to speak on hot topics. No. So... I just want to reiterate, I'm aware of things and I do feel passionately about things. But like I said, this is not the space for any type of platforming or any type of exposure to things. Like it's so hard to try to navigate 
current events, hot topics, and also try to make this a place of like, we don't want to think about that right now. And I'm also not a comedian, so I can't like, (laughs) I can't make anything fluffy. Like I feel like comedians have such a great way of making really hard topics easier to deal with. I don't know how to do that because I too feel very passionately about things. And it's like, if I am going to talk about it, I'll be crying. (laughs) And I also don't want to bring you guys down. Like, I know this is a place of like, you and I get the messages. If you're not one of the people who message me, there's other people who do. And they tell me I'm going through A, B, and C. And I look forward to to hearing from you every week and listening to the podcast because it's like an escape or... I'm your friend while you're cleaning the house or, um, you know, you listen to me while you get your nails done. Just like, just like something to not fucking deal with personal fucked up issues, global fucked up issues, America's fucked up issues. Like there's, I get it. Right. But I do want to reiterate, I'm aware. And I cried all morning Saturday and I'm sure you can guess about what. I'm not going to say it. I don't even want to say it because I'm going to cry again. <laughs> I don't want to cry again. I cried on too many episodes. But I'm aware of things. And also for my personal safety, there's things I don't speak on. I have spoken on, I think I posted something after um, George Floyd and the message messages I got. So if you don't know, <laughs> um, my other parent was a detective for a long time. So his friends are, a lot of his friends were police officers. They're all retired now, but, um, and they still followed me whether or not I have a relationship with him. And um, I posted something so not related to anything. I think I just posted something about, I don't even know, but I had a lot of his friends message me really scary shit. So if I'm ever not, sharing, posting, advocating, whatever it may be. It's it's beyond just like being an influencer and like, oh, you should talk about these things. It's beyond that. I have to oh, I have to advocate for my personal safety first or I'm or what? Like who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Having followers doesn't protect you from anything, really. So, and and actually it puts you at it puts you in the way of harm even more so because anything you say is a little bit louder than other people who don't have a platform. So I just choose to use that more wisely now and just discuss things that are, that wouldn't put me at risk basically. So if I'm ever not, it's not because I'm fucking heartless and self-consumed and, you know, don't give a fuck. It's that I just, there's nothing I can do. I live here, you know, I can't move to a different state my family's here, my doctors are here, like there's not really much I can do besides not talk about things. And you can interpret that however you want to and have your opinions, but I always have to advocate for my safety first. So I hope you understand. So the hot topics I'll be discussing are just, you know, celebrity stuff. And I hope you're okay with that. And, you know, maybe in the future that will change. I don't know. But for right now, that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah, everything feels weird. Even like celebrity hot talk, hot topics after things that are so heavy in the world. And that's why I wanted to give you a disclaimer. I know most of you know that. And I know most of you aren't don't think of me that way. Our demographic is older as well. We're not like teenagers. A lot of you are grown and have families and fully understand that like 
you know, not everybody can speak about current events. That's not the way the fucking world works. And I know you get it, but you'd be surprised. Because people, even if they get it, sometimes they choose not to because it will fit their narrative. And that's a personal issue for them. But I'm just trying to cover all the bases because I genuinely care about having a platform. I do. And I wish there was more that I can do. And as soon as I figure out how, I will. But I can't even figure out how to get two fucking microphones in this bitch, okay? (laughs) Okay? So one step at a time, honey. Today, it's January 31st. Pam's book came out. The book is called Love, Pamela. Pamela? 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 She also has a Netflix documentary out that's called Pamela, A Love Story. And she's been doing interviews. I absolutely love her. I can't wait to read the book. The book is literally at my front door. I've been recording since it got delivered. I have to go get it. I want to read the book before I watch the documentary. But if you already watched the documentary, hold on. Don't send me anything yet. We'll talk about it next week because I'm so excited. I've been dying to hear her side of the story. One, because obviously I believe her. And two, I think it's such a fucking shame that they even did Pam and Tommy, um, that Hulu series, even though the series was so good. It's like, it shouldn't have been out. Like, was it good? Yes. But we like the whole series is about someone's real abuse, like the real stuff that she went through and she didn't even want it out. So it's really, really encouraging to see that a woman gets to tell her side of the story and finally be heard and finally be vindicated and finally have her own voice in the situation because until now she hasn't been able to have her own voice. She's done interviews in the past and fucking asshole interviewers and hosts would kind of be fucked up to her. And luckily, so much has changed since then in society where women really do get to express their side of their story. So it's really, really nice. And I'm so excited. I hope you guys read it because I think it's beyond, even if you're not a, a fan of her, but I think as a woman, I think it's beyond just her situation. It, it's more so about women women having the platform to tell their side of the story. And I'm sure if you've been in a fucked up situation with a man or been divorced or been abused by a man in any way or anything like that, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. You get silenced so much more than they do. Like men get away with shit and get to talk and say and create their own narrative. And a lot of people believe it, a lot. Usually their whole side will believe the whole narrative. And it's usually the woman who people doubt. So I think it's really, really nice that people are listening to her. They're watching the documentary. They want to hear what she has to say. And she looks fucking gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my God. She looks so beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to read this book. I don't know when I'm going to have time to read it. I was thinking that I'm going to read it, but also listen to. There's a podcast called um, Memoirs Book Celebrity Memoirs Book Club. I listen to that. Um, And it's basically like the cliff notes on celebrity memoirs. So if I can't finish the entire book this week, um, I'm going to listen to the podcast and kind of get the cliff notes and then finish it later because I'm so excited to talk about it with you guys. Okay, what else do I have? Um, I had other hot topics, but I'm not even interested in them at that point. At this point, I mean. So let's get into the unpopular opinions. Hold on, I have them screenshots. I need a drink because my fucking mouth is dry because I'm so worked up. Very, very worked up. What am I, I should go to the gym after this. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym in so long. I probably look 
fluffier than usual because I've been eating. I've been enjoying my life. (laughs) But I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, I got to go to the gym because the whole point is like for health and wealth, bitch. You got to work out. You got to stretch. I'm getting closer to 32 now. Like, I got to go to the fucking gym. Okay, unpopular opinions. Ready? Now, these are submissions from you guys first. And here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to bully each other bully each other about unpopular opinions. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm obviously not going to say anything dangerous or anything that incites violence, but we're not going to pick on each other. And another thing, this is my podcast, okay? Until I have a co-host, this podcast is just mine. <laughs> so do not attack me on my opinion. We don't have to discuss the opinion further after today if you don't want to. But these are my opinions. And also, you don't need to listen to it as well. I don't blame you if you're like, click. Like, if you fucking hate me after this episode, I understand. I've never been for everyone. I'm never going to be for everyone. Uh, My friend calls me. What does she call me? (laughs) Fuck. She calls me. Is it Vegemite? (laughs) She calls me something, but basically she says I'm polarizing. I'm polarizing. You're not always going to agree with me. Okay. Let's get started. The first one, we're starting off fucking strong, baby. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, are gonna, some of you are going to be so mad. Gender reveals. Oh my God. I know. I agree. Gender reveals. I don't get the point, especially extravagant ones. I know. I know. I... Okay, I don't want to say I don't get the point, because obviously the point is to tell your family what gender it is. <laughs> but I don't agree as well. I think it's, like, dumb. Like, it's just, like, what? Weird. Like, what do you do? Weird. Okay, you're having a baby. Like, let's hope for the baby to be healthy. Why are we putting so much emphasis on if it's a boy or a girl? I also don't like the fucking reactions of, like, you could visibly see that somebody is upset about the gender you're weird. Oh my God. And the husbands who are, who are upset when it's a girl. Don't even get me started. Like, oh my God. I agree though. I think it's really like, it's like, why? And where did it begin? I don't agree with them. I think they're fucking weird. I don't really go to them either. I think it's like, if you say you're pregnant and you want to include, oh, we're having a boy, that's different. But I think to have a whole gathering and a fucking balloon pop and a fucking firework about it is like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) It's very like a fever dream, in my opinion. Please don't get offended if you've had a gender reveal. Sometimes, listen to me, okay? I'm going to make another disclaimer. Sometimes we do things, like I've done stuff and said stuff in my past that I think is fucking crazy now. We all change so frequently that it's like, Sometimes we make decisions that we don't agree with in the future. I'll make a decision and then a week later I'll be like, well, why did I fucking say that? Why did I fucking do that? You know what I mean? So I'm not hold. I'm not like, oh, excuse me. I'm taking so much air. I'm not like holding a gender reveal to someone's whole personality as you shouldn't either. But it's like, I do think it's a very like, girl, what? Like if it was my best friend, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing doing this fucking gender reveal? What is going on? You have a baby shower and you call it a day. Stop it. Stop creating extra fucking parties because you want extra gifts. Cut it out. I'm not saying that. But you know what I mean? Like if it was a close friend, like if it was my little sister, I'd be like, you're not having a fucking gender reveal. Stop. Cut it out. Okay. The next one I love. 
I'm not saying the names of people too, because you're not about to fight. (laughs) We're not exposing anyone. Everything is confidential. A man asking a woman for her body count is gross and I don't tolerate it. I 100% agree. I think that's insane. I learned around, I want to say 20 years old. That's when I learned completely, oh, like personal boundaries when it comes to secrets. So prior to 20, I had thought you should share everything with your partner and like that's the way to go and that's how you have a successful relationship. No, (laughs) I learned the hard way that that is absolutely not true. When you start a new relationship, when you're dating, you should have personal boundaries and protect your own information and you have every right to do that and anyone who convinced you otherwise is fucking manipulative, narcissistic and fucked, okay? They can get fucked. Because there's no reason you have to, there's no reason, I don't care how much you love someone, there's no reason you have to share your personal body count. Body count meaning the amount of people that you've been with sexually. There's no reason you have to share that. It's just insane. Like it's it's weird. You don't need to tell anyone. It's your own personal business. It's no one else's business. It has nothing to do with the type of person that you are. And I think that was something, I don't even know where that began. I remember that was huge. Like when I was dating in my teens, when I was dating like around 18, 19, that's like a huge discussion. And it's very strange. And I know that people still do it in their 20s and 30s and stuff. No, cut that out. I believe you absolutely do not have to share that. That's fucking crazy. Like, if it comes up, just be like, I'm sorry, what? Like, that's my personal information. And also, don't ask anyone. Like, why are you asking that? Who cares? Things you should ask is, have you, like, how do you feel about getting tested for STIs? Like, how frequently do you get tested for STIs? How do you feel about casual sex? Like, those type of things, because there's diseases and infections (laughs) that can happen. But as far as past things. I think it's cool to kind of talk about your exes and stuff because it's part of your life. You share a relationship with someone that's going to be part of your journey. So to talk about it makes sense. But to go in depth and discuss like how many people have you slept with? What? It's like a precursor. Like one, why do you even want to know? And you're definitely going to judge me. Whether it's even if it's a low number and you're judging me in a positive way, like, oh, you think I'm better of a person because it's only one other person I've been with? Even that, it, it just speaks volumes about someone. Like if a per, if a man thinks that you're more, you're a more quality woman because you haven't been with other people, whoo, run for the hills, <laughs> block him immediately. Like if a man tries to tell you that he, if he tries to say some dumb shit, like he, you're more valuable or you're less of a slut or like you're slutty or anything to do with because of the people you've been with, run. I'm sorry, but no one is more valuable because they haven't slept with a lot of people. That's that's weird. Like the two don't connect. The two do not connect. You could be a terrible person and also be a virgin. Like, <laughs> okay, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't align. And the same standard is not held for them. So until it is, Please do not engage. Do not engage. Immediately block and run. All right, let's read the next one. I like this. Do you like this? Do you hate it? I'm so scared that so many of you are going to be like, um, block, like, (laughs) unsubscribe. 
Okay, the next one is heavy to unpack. Let's, I want to see what you guys think about this. By the way, respond in my DMs or something. Like as you're listening, if you feel like, oh my God, bitch, I have something to say. Hello, send it to me. Send it to me. I wish we had like, where is there a place to discuss? A Patreon? I don't know what I do on my Patreon. I, I guess I still have it. Do I, let me know. Do I activate the Patreon or should I cancel that and then make like a Facebook group? Like, where do we discuss all these things? Okay, the next one. Some marriages can be saved after infidelity. Ah. <laughs> um, yes, I do think that. I know, I know. Cheaters are always cheaters, blah, blah, blah. Um, I do think that because it's just, it's so not black and white. Like, relationships and cheating and how things go in a relationship is so complex and it's so personal that it depends on the person. For some personality types, no, a marriage cannot be saved after cheating, right? For some personality types, but then there are other personality types where it absolutely can. You have to remember, some people get married very young, right? So they didn't have the space to they didn't have the space to explore. They didn't have the state of mind to realize I'm too young to be married. They, and it sounds like excuses, especially I've been cheated on, babe. Okay. So I'm not saying it as a person who has never been cheated on. Being cheated on is probably the, oh, it's the most, it's the most nauseating, painful feeling. You question your whole life. And a lot of people who have been cheated on can't even get past it like I literally have friends like that like they literally don't want to hear it they can't get past it they don't care they're holding that fucking resentment close to the chest forever I get it like it's very very painful I've been cheated on several times it's painful but looking back at in like as a healed I'm not fully healed in that in all aspects but in certain things I look at it like I think when people are too young, I think when you are shacked up too young or like married too young or married before 30, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that, I think you, well, first of all, some, this is what I mean. There's so many different circumstances that go into who cheats and why that it's too hard to say. So without getting too far into it, I think for some couples, yeah, I agree. Like you can definitely save your marriage after infidelity. And then I think for some couples you can't. And it's all about what you both choose. That's it. Like if you are in a marriage and one of you cheated and and you decided to work it out, if you both choose each other every single day after that, it's going to work. Period. That's it. Like if you both choose each other. But if you can't, and if one of you can't choose the other one, say if one person keeps cheating or if one person can't, or if the person who cheated can't follow the new boundaries of like, okay, my partner doesn't fully trust me all the way, but I'm going to work on that. And like, they can check my phone all the time and they can have my location and like with certain with certain boundaries, like they're not abusing me in return, but I am going to be way more open about my about my travels and like where I am throughout the day and what I'm looking at and what who I'm talking to because I made this mistake, but my marriage means more, you know, like, and then if that, and if the partner is like, okay, 
they're being very honest with me. They're showing me. They're letting me look every time I'm looking. I can't hold this over their head because you also have the person who stayed. Okay. With a marriage or any relationship, if someone cheated on you and you choose to stay, you also have to take accountability for, like they have to take accountability for that they cheated, but you have to take accountability for you choose to stay. So if you choose to stay, you can't be counter abusive and be like, give me your phone every single fucking day. You kind of be like, okay, I'm choosing to believe this person when they say, I'm not going to cheat on you again. I'm choosing to believe that they're honest with me. I can't continue treating them like they're liars. If you're going to do that, you also got to leave. Like you, everyone has to take accountability. And that, I believe that's the only way it would work. Um, and I don't think that's for everybody. Personally, it's not for me. <laughs> Personally, no. But I do believe that there's cases where it can happen. And I believe that it's absolutely possible but um, it's not possible for everyone. You know, like some people really believe cheaters are cheater forever. Next one. Leaving a toxic job is way more important than staying longer to make your resume, quote, look better. I agree. I do. And I think we're coming into a place where more people are learning that and the job qualifications are changing and it's not really about how long you stayed at a job. It's about your experience and how good you are at your job. I believe that. I don't think you should stay for sweat equity or just to like, oh, I was here for years. Like, no, don't abuse your life because there's plenty of successful people who hopped from place to place. It's because they valued themselves and they were confident that they were good at them at their jobs. But hold on, don't take job advice from me, okay? go to professionals. I don't want to be giving you fucking advice about (laughs) very important about your livelihood. Okay. Seek professional help. There's people who, um, like HR people and there's people in this industry, like job finding industries and helping you write resumes and stuff like that. Definitely like get their advice because maybe they'll tell you something different. This is just an unpopular opinion. So we don't know, you know, I'm just thinking based on experience and what I'm learning, is that it? I, I don't think it's worth it to stay at a toxic job. I've been at toxic jobs that I wish I left sooner. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I meant by that. Oh, this one's fun. Pink sapphire over morganite hardness is important for engagement since it's worn every day. I think she means engagement rings. So, and I think, I don't think she meant, does she mean morganite? Or moissanite. What is... I have to fucking Google that. What is morganite, bitch? Morganite. Shop morganite. Oh, no, she's right. It's um a gem. Oh, these are beautiful. I don't know shit about gems. I do a little bit. Like, I know that the diamond industry is very, very... It's, it's awful. And I know that... Like I know about blood diamonds. I know that, I know all that kind of stuff. I know the value of certain gems, but I didn't know this. Okay, so we're learning. Morganite is an orange or pink variety of beryl and is also a gemstone. Morganite is mined in Brazil, Afghanistan, Mozambique, Mozambique. I don't know how to say that. I'm so sorry. 
the United States, and Madagascar. Morganite has grown to popularity since 2010. Brides and CNN have even listed it as a good alternative to a diamond. Okay, so I guess she's saying pink sapphire is better if you're going to be wearing your engagement ring every single day. Baby, are you pressed about something? <laughs> who got who got a Morganite ring and posted on Instagram and you're talking shit? That's what it sounds like, right? It sounds like she's pressed about someone getting pink Morganite. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm teasing you. Um, Okay. I don't know if I agree or disagree. I think that when it comes to a piece of jewelry you are wearing every single day, I think that it, whatever you valuable per, whatever you find valuable personally is more important over what's better and what's worse or clarity or color or whatever. Whatever you fucking want to wear every day to for whatever reason it may be, then that's what you get. But thank you for that lesson. I wonder if she's a jeweler. Indoor water parks are disgusting. Water parks in general, gross. Oh my God, 100% agree. Oh my God. Listen, Cindy would never let me, well, she would, but like Cindy would highly, highly discourage me going into pools or water parks. We, I don't think we ever went to a water park. I can't say water park, water park, water park. <laughs> um, we never went. Oh, never, ever, ever. I remember when I was a kid, she she learned about other kids getting cocksocky and shit at the pools. Mm -mm. She said, not my baby. I never had the cocksocky. I never had that type of stuff. I think it started with I would get ear infections easily because I had asthma or something like that. I don't know. I would get a lot of ear infections. And she didn't want me in no pools. But on top of that, she was like, you're not going in a water park. They're fucking disgusting. I don't want you in the fucking kiddie pool. No. To this day, bitch, I am weird about pool. I don't go in pools. I notoriously do not go in pools. I'm very weird about that. And I never go to a fucking water park. You can't pay me to go to one at all. Not doing it. The only time I go in a pool is um, if I'm on vacation and it's excruciatingly hot and I need to cool off, I'll probably go in for a minute or two. And that's really it. Like, I just don't go in them. And now at this point, it's like a mental block. Like, I don't care whose pool it is. I'm not assuming it's dirty. I'm not assuming anything. It's just I'm not comfortable. Like, something about it don't feel right to me. Um, And I'm just not that type of person. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because my mom has a pool. I'd probably go in that. But still, I'm just not a pool person. <laughs> <laughs> probably because of all of the things she said when I was a kid. Like now I'm freaked out forever. I 100% agree. I think it's, oh my God, there's no amount of chlorine. No fucking way. And people send me videos of little chow chows in pools. Don't send me that shit. She's never going in a fucking pool and neither am I. <laughs> we are not pool people. Okay, what's the next one? Oh, <laughs> bitch, I specifically told everybody, Write in some good shit. Don't give me no fucking babyish like, oh, peanut butter jelly is better. But one of you didn't. No, she sent a good one, but she sent a funny one too. Oatmeal and raisin are better than chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> um, You know what? I can maybe get behind that because I don't like milk chocolate. And milk chocolate typically tends to be in chocolate chip cookies. And I hate when it's a chocolate chip cookie with milk chocolate. I do not like milk chocolate. I think it tastes terrible. 
So maybe I agree with that one. The next one. There should be some type of test or evaluation that should be done before having kids and pets. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Now, I'm going to say I don't agree because you have to think about where does that go? It's like, it's like the freedom of speech discussion. Who decides what is okay to say and what's not okay to say? Like, sure, I know what you mean by that. Like, there's definitely people who shouldn't be parents, right? Like, definitely. There's abuse of people who should not be allowed to procreate because they're going to abuse the kids and blah, 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 put them in a bad situation. But you have to think to yourself, that's a slippery slope, though, because how quickly can those type of regulations be used in a negative way? Obviously, you're thinking about it in a positive way, like some people are pet abusers and backyard breeders. They shouldn't be allowed to get any pets, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's a very slippery slope because who is going to make these regulations and where does that go? So I'm going to say... Do a little bit. Why don't you look up freedom of speech? (laughs) Okay. Look up our rights to freedom of speech. And then you'll start to think like, hmm. So it's good to think like, yes, some people shouldn't be parents because they're abusive. And you don't want like, you don't want a sex offender having a kid. Right. But it's very, very challenging to, you have to live in the most trustworthy place in the world. You have to use real critical thinking skills to like get to the bottom of that. And we, in the human race, we just don't have it. We just don't have it. Because once you start regulating something, it it gets pushed too far. And then like the whole like deep platforming certain people. I understand the sentiments of deep platforming certain people, but it's like, how far does that go? Because if you deplatform one person, who is saying something terrible, but you apply those same laws to someone who is saying something helpful that people need to know, then that's where it starts getting tricky. Like if you start regulating who can have kids and who can't, and then it it gets into the wrong hands, and now all of a sudden all these people who should have kids are not allowed, and then all of these people who shouldn't have kids are allowed, right? Like it gets very tricky. So... I wouldn't even go there. Let's not even suggest that. <laughs> um, oh my God, this one's funny. Step Brothers is a corny ass movie. I don't get the hype. Oh my God. I understand what you mean. I think Step Brothers is so funny. And Will Ferrell is the type of comedian where I think he's funny. But I've heard this before. So many people do not think he's funny. He's very hit or miss. So I get what you mean. I don't agree, but I get I get why you say that. And I've I've heard other people say this. What's the next one? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. This will get me canceled. This will, this will, this will be the one. I don't even want to say it. I don't understand the idol worship of Beyonce. (gasps) I agree. I don't. I don't. I think that she has really great pieces of work. And I'm not like a musical fucking genius to be like, my opinion doesn't matter. But in my opinion, I think she's got great work, but I don't understand the absolute like idolization of her or Taylor Swift. Okay. I don't understand the Swifties. 
I don't understand the Taylor Swift movement. I really don't. I don't fucking get it. Like people really like, holy shit, they go fucking nuts for Taylor Swift. I don't get it. She fucking hides out. She gives you guys nothing. (laughs) I also don't understand the idol worship of Hailey Bieber. She's another one. She gives you nothing. Like she gives you nothing. Everything is plain. Like, I don't understand it at all. Like, I have to completely agree. Hold on. I need to drink. I need some fucking lip balm, too. Let me get... Which one is this? I have, like, 87 lip balms in my drawer here. What am I going to use right now? I think I'm going to use the Huda Beauty Silk Balm. I like this one. I usually throw this in my bag um, for the gym, too. Like... Because it's hydrating, but it's still pretty. If you're a Laneige, I don't know how to say that. If you're a Laneige, that sounds better. Um, Lip mask person, that one sucks. I don't like the Laneige lip mask. I've had a couple of them. I really don't like them. But the Huda Beauty Lick Silk Balm, I don't know if they still make it, but it's way better and it has a really pretty pink tint to it. It's gorgeous. And it comes in a tube, so you don't have to use your finger because that's disgusting. Okay, what's the next one? Oh, okay, this one I kind of agree with, but this one would cause arguments. Trigger warnings, people people being overly offended. Your trauma is not others' responsibility. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Only because it gets stretched. Like, But I also, I agree, but I think it runs really deep. Yeah, I think it runs really deep. I think it's a very like, people who have been through a lot of trauma get very callous and very hardened. Me being one of them. I'm saying this, I'm talking about myself. Me being one of them. And when you hear other people complain about shit, it's hard, right? Like, like would you complain about walking in front of somebody who has no legs that's basically what she's saying because she sent me a longer explanation in the dms and that's basically what she's saying like she's been through so much and when she hears other people talk about stuff it's like hard and i think that's some i think that's the really complex part of trauma it's like no one understands you we don't understand each other it like it runs so deep and it's so many layers to work through and it's also so frustrating and i i get it I really get it. And I struggle with it too. Like I I find it really difficult sometimes to hear other people complain about certain things when when I have to go through certain things, but it's like that thing of comp- comparing trauma is so complex and so hard to do because just because what you've been through was so terrible, it doesn't mean that what this person go through isn't terrible for them like they're they they didn't get to the point you're at but so the point that they're at now is enough for them to be super upset about it and then it's also like I find that everyone expresses things differently like there's people who internalize and then there's people who really express themselves and the people who internalize can't identify with those who express themselves so much because usually the people who internalize were told to shut the fuck up don't complain 
So when they see other people so easily expressing their every, every emotion, it like becomes off-putting. So I get that. Um, and I do think some shit is drag, though. I think some people are a little bit spoiled when it comes to like... Hold on. Talking about stuff. Oh, my God. I lost... I lost what I was talking about. Hold on. I lost my unpopular opinions. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Bear with me. What's going on here? Okay. All right. Now I'm getting to mine. Now I'm going to mine. Okay. The, my first one. Oh. The, the quote, everything happens for a reason. I think that should be used way less. I think it's not fair to say to certain people. I know that it's helpful. And I talked about this when I was in the kids episode. What was that? The last episode? I talked about this and I said, like, sometimes it turns out you weren't meant for kids and you find out a reason why. I think I was talking about it like with my health, like. I chose to not have kids way before I even found out. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, well, thank God I didn't have kids, blah, blah, blah. But I think saying the phrase to people, well, everything happens for a reason is very fucking hurtful because you can't tell someone who has been brutally assaulted that that happened for a reason, right? Like we have to use better discernment on like, when is that okay to say? I think it is a really beautiful sentiment and it does hold people together. Like if you're in the thick of shit, like if you're going through a bad breakup, you got to be telling yourself everything happens for a reason. I get it and I've done it. I fucking understand. It's like a part of faith. Like you have to hold on to your faith. But I just think that sometimes it's a little overused and it's a little bit fucking insulting. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me... (laughs) Because obviously I have a personal fight against this, right? But you can't be telling me that some shit happened for a reason, okay? Like, you don't get to say that. Because there there's such thing as empty evilness. Like, some people just be fucking evil. Some bad shit just happens and it's so hard to accept. But you can't tell... Let's, let's use a great example. Like, what Brian Koberger did was not for a fucking reason. He did it because he's a fucking piece of shit. Like... You like Gabby Petito's boyfriend that didn't happen to her for a reason. It happened because he's a fucking asshole. Like that that there wasn't some higher fucking plan to that. You can't tell people that. That's it's hurtful. I think it's mean to say and I think it's a little bit like people lack a little bit of critical thinking skills when they use the phrase and I think it should be used a little bit less. Like let's get off of that a little bit because in, because real shit happens. But you can always tell who's been through some shit if they use the phrase or not. <laughs> you can always tell, like, ah, life hasn't really beat the shit out of you yet, did it? Oh, my God. Okay, Listen to me. Don't get mad. These are my unpopular opinions. No, I get it. If you want to block me now, I understand. Um, number two, I don't think all ble- babies are a blessing. Um, I don't think it's the child's fault, though, but I just don't think all babies are a blessing. Like, I think that is something people told women for a really long time. And I think it also is aligned with, oh, everything happens for a reason. I think people just say things to say things. Like, it's really uncomfortable when someone's venting to you and they went through something terrible and you don't know what to say, right? And I think that's where a lot of this shit comes from. 
People do it all the time. They just say things to say things to get by in a conversation because they don't have something better in their chamber to respond with, if anything at all. So when you say something super heavy or or you're going through a challenging time and they don't have the best response, I feel like they fall back on like, well, all babies are a blessing. Well, this will be a blessing to you. Like if somebody's pregnant and they end up getting... And her and the, and the partner end up breaking up while she's pregnant. You're going to tell her that baby's still a blessing? Oh, well, the baby will be a blessing. Like, I feel like sometimes it's a cushion and it's supposed to cushion the, the stress of what a baby means. But I also think it contributes to post-traumatic stress. Post-traumatic stress? No. Postpartum. Sorry. Postpartum stress. I think it it contributes to it because you keep telling these moms, it's a blessing, it's a blessing, it's a blessing. And she feels like shit. And now she feels guilt because you're telling her that this is supposed to be a blessing. Everyone told her this this was supposed to be a blessing. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. And now it sucks. And it's not a blessing. Her whole life changed. She's fucking exhausted. There is no village. She don't have money. The father isn't around. He's not helping. He don't give a shit. He cheated. And you're telling her this is supposed to be a blessing. I think it contributes. I think it's more productive to be like, it's challenging. Babies are challenging. It's challenging. This is challenging. Validate her emotions. Validate her. I know you love the baby. We all love the baby. Baby's great. But this is fucking challenging. Like stop sugarcoating shit and and gaslighting these women to believe that it's supposed to be easier than it is because it's a blessing. It's not a blessing to everybody. It's not. It's challenging. And I think it contributes to postpartum rage, postpartum psychosis, postpartum depression, because they're being fed stuff that wasn't true. And they find out it wasn't true after the baby's here. Be a better friend. Be a better family member. Lead with, this is very challenging. And if there's anything I can do to help, I will do it. I will do it. And... I hope that it gets easier with time and we'll and we'll see our way through. Say something productive. Say something helpful, but don't gaslight these people into thinking that like it's supposed to be something magical. For some it is and more power to you, God bless. But it's just it's not the reality for everyone. Why did I stop why did I start off so heavy? Wow. I have another one. This is what I mean. I'm being set up. This is my last podcast. This is the last episode, guys. <laughs> this is the last episode. It was so nice while it lasted, right? It was great. Okay, the next one, don't respect your elders. Oh, my God. I don't believe in that. And I didn't believe in that from the beginning. I was like a little kid thinking, this is bullshit. There is no reason I need to respect my elders. Was I a terrible teenager? Yes. <laughs> But I believe this from the very beginning. Let me tell you something. I had no problem cutting family members off. I was, I've been at this forever. I am a pioneer of don't like cut off toxic family members. I'm one of the first, baby. I was doing this forever. Don't respect your fucking elders. Don't fucking respect your elders. I think that comes from a place of abuse. I think that comes from, it reminds me of Catholic school teachers. It reminds me of, you ever see the movie Spotlight? Okay. It reminds me of that. It reminds me of older people. And I don't know if that's the origin, but this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of older people trying to tell these kids or or shame them into shutting the fuck up and not speaking on their experience. 
and and basically trying to gaslight them into believing that you have no say because you're a kid and I'm the elder. But from what we could see, the elders don't really know everything. Oh my God, is he home right now? I was almost done. He is, I was almost done too. All right. Well, you know what? We can continue. I'll leave you. Well, should I come back later? Maybe I'll come back later. Let me see. Maybe I'll come finish this later. Um, no, I can fucking finish it. I'll just tell him <laughs> my my inner thoughts. Let me text him. I'm still recording, so just don't be loud. Let me close my door. Hold on, guys. I'm going to continue. Because I'm almost done anyway. Okay, I closed my door. I closed my door. So we'll see if it, if you can even hear. Because Chi Chi goes nuts. Um, okay. My next one, I'm still like, I'm not convinced of this, but it's a working thought. The public school system is not effective and it's essentially just a daycare at this point. I don't know. I don't know because I don't think that's a reflection of the teachers. I think and what, from what I've gathered, teachers don't really have a say on what they get to teach because it has to do with the curriculum. But I don't think it's doing what it's supposed to do or what it, or what the beginning intention was. I feel like there was probably a point where it was supposed to be effective and maybe it was effective, but I think now it's changed. I don't know, but you let me know what you think on that. My next one goes in line with the last one. I think teachers should be paid more than most trades because if they're educating the next generation who are going to be basically in charge of shit or running for offices and then they're being paid by and then they're being taught by teachers who are exhausted, don't get paid enough money. Like, I just feel like we're not being set up for success here. Like you're overworking teachers, they're resentful. They don't feel like they should give it. And naturally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If they're not getting paid a lot, they they get paid really low, right? Let me look. I'm almost done, babe. Hold on. Let's look up New York. New York City teacher salary. Yeah, 45 to 93K a year. And the 93K is not like you don't get that for a while right way too low it's way too low okay the next one. Oh, i think here's my next one i think drivers i feel like all of you are going to agree with this though maybe this isn't unpopular but i think driver's ed test should be done every 10 years if not more because so much changes in 10 years people go blind and don't get their their vision checked they go, they're deaf. They don't hear the horns and stuff. Like, or just cognition abilities or brain damage on the way. Like, I, cr crazy. So you get your driver's test one time and that's it. 
and people are just operating vehicles. And I don't, I don't mean it in an ageism way, like, but come on, there's tiny older people and you could see there's no way they're safely driving that car. And they're not. You ever see people on the road? Like, I think, I think the driver's test should be refreshed. <laughs> I think they, I think we should get it redone and I'm sure it would cause chaos because um, even getting your driver's ed test now, I remember, I mean, I got mine years ago, but isn't it a pain in the ass to try to schedule it? Like they're scheduled weeks out and the DMV is a pain in the ass, but I still think it should be done every 10 years. And then from the money that you have to pay to renew your license, can't we like use that towards taxes and shit? Like <laughs> it shouldn't, wouldn't, it's like a good way to generate more income for the city and the states because it keeps the road safer, but it also generates more money to pay the employees at the DMV. Cher is taking her fucking, <laughs> oh my God, because, okay, so he, let me tell you what's happening here. He came home, right? And I'm running late. Usually I'm done by the time he's home. But when he comes home, we do the same thing every fucking day. Cher gets excited. We put her on her bed and she jumps around. And she acts silly. And she needs us both there to do that. And she also has to have one of her chew toys. <laughs> and she throws in the pillows and we tell her no, but we're joking. She, I closed my door, right? So I could finish this. She came and threw her whimsy at my fucking door. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm almost done, I swear. Uh, oh no, was that my last one? Oh no, my last one is, look, she's literally jumping on the fucking door. I can't. My last one, my last one is, this, this is going to be the one where you guys are like, bitch, fuck off. My last unpopular opinion, okay? Bridal, <laughs> bridal party expectations are insane. They're crazy. To expect your closest family and friends to take a trip what are the popular places? Nashville, Miami, and spend fucking thousands plus a dress plus your wedding gift? Insane. I think it's insane. I don't agree with it. Don't ask me to be in no bridal parties. It's just crazy. And it's not about the money. It's like the entitlement and the bridezilliness and the time. Like people, okay, when, when there's a certain age group where all their friends are getting married, all their PTO days are fucking spent doing someone else's wedding stuff. So you mean to tell me because you're in love, your closest family and friends need to use their PTO, their fucking savings, and put themselves in debt because you fell in love? That's really what it is. Like, I understand that back in the day, this was like a joining of families and it was something real, it meant a lot. And, and you know, if you look up the real reasons of why people got married, I understand where it originated from. But it's like so outdated and obscene. It's just insane. I'm not against people getting married. I know that it it um I know that there's a lot of great things that come with it legally, insurances. I get all that. Like I know it's not just a piece of paper. Look, people love saying that shit though, right? <laughs> it's more than a piece of paper. If he dies, you get nothing. <laughs> people love doing that. I get it. I get it. I know marriage is important. I get it. But the, I mean, the expectations that you expect from others, like the bridal party thing is just crazy. So they have to pay for the bachelor party. Then there's a bridal shower. 
that and there's outfits for each right then there's the actual wedding and the dress the shoes for the dress the makeup for the dress the hair for the dress and i know some brides because i always i've talked about this before and some brides are like no no no, i paid that's great listen if you plan to cover it i get it which is something i would do if i were to have a big wedding and had a wedding party or a bridal party and like bridesmaids and shit I wouldn't expect them to pay. That's fucking crazy. I would not let them pay. I would cover the dress, cover the makeup. And if I were to choose to have some type of party, I would cover the party. Like, you're the one in love. This is your idea. Why would you, why would they be paying? If they want to give you a gift, great. But why would they pay for all of those things? And then the way people treat their friends. Like, so you mean to tell me you're not going to talk to your best friend because she didn't have the two grand to spring for your wedding? Mm, I don't agree with those. I think it's very outdated. I think there's better ways to do it though. Like I think the bridal party thing is really fun. I think it's a moment where you, it's like a, it's like a fun thing. Like you get to be closer with your friends and you have a moment and you get to travel together. I just think there's easier ways to do it. Like I've seen a few TikToks about this where the bride has like writes a letter and disclose what she wishes to do and then what the budget will be. And if you can't afford it, she fully understands. But that whole thing of like penalizing your friends because they couldn't afford the extravagance that you wanted for your wedding day and then buffering it with like, well, I would do it for you. Okay, but there's no guarantee that everyone in your group is going to be married. There's no guarantee that you'll have the funds by the time your friend is married. Like, I've seen this play out before because I'm 31. I've seen all this shit play out before. And usually whoever gets married first, all her friends chip in. And then by the time the other friends get married, now this one, well, I got kids. I can't afford that. Well, I'm going through a divorce. I can't afford that. Like, it's always like, it doesn't work out the way you said it would. And it shouldn't. No one should have to pay for all this shit because you fell in love. I think baby showers are one thing. You're contributing. You're helping. It takes a village. I get that. And I think if you get married and someone wants to contribute and give you a gift, that's great. But the stuff before that is just crazy. Like, that's just crazy. And I I also think there's ways to do a bridal shower. If you want to have a bridal shower and have everyone together before your wedding day and someone else is paying for the party, that's great. And if people want to bring you gifts, that's great. But a registry and it's not a housewarming. Like, people get married and still don't move into a house. Like a housewarming makes more sense to me. Like you're well, they bought a house, they're gonna be there for at least 30 fucking years or whatever it is, right? Most people, and you want, you know, you're happy for your friends and you wanna bring something you wanna contribute. A housewarming thing is like, that makes sense. But the bridal parties are like, I don't know, cause isn't this just about love at this point? <laughs> like, so you're in love and now everybody needs to crowd around. That's how I break it down. I could be wrong. I know a lot of people are gonna hate that. So anyway. That's my last unpopular opinion. Let me know what you think. And if you have more, and maybe we'll do this again in the future. I don't know. But I'm going to go because Cher is waiting at my door and slamming on the fucking door for me to come out. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Stay well.